Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. I have a theological question for our listeners. Will there be dogs in heaven? Whoa, Jim. We have animal lovers listening to this program who are going to be upset if you say no, and some theologians who will be upset if you say yes. Perhaps we should pick a less controversial topic to speak about? Good thinking, Pablo, but the question is really an introduction to the topic of agape love and Christian unity. You and I have lived and worked in churches and church-related ministries most of our life. Here's my observation. More Christians divide and debate and depart from churches over an issue than over theology. Think of it this way. All Christians believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead. If you do not believe that, then even though you are listening to a Christian podcast or a Christian radio station, you are not a Christian. That is Christianity 101 taught in Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Believing Jesus is alive should be a unifying belief in any denomination that claims to be Christian. It does not include those in cults who reject that Jesus is God in the flesh and reject that he rose from the dead. But why do we have so many different denominations and groups of Christians if we each believe Jesus is God in the flesh, died for our sins, and rose from the dead? Story time. I was speaking in churches in the Dominican Republic, an island in the Caribbean, divided into a French-speaking Haiti on the west side and a Spanish-speaking Dominican Republic on the east side. Without getting into the historical details, The DR side is wealthier than the Haitian side, and as a result, many Haitians have come to the DR side looking for work and security. The church groups I spoke to not only believed Jesus was Lord and risen from the dead, they also believed that Christians should follow the example of our Lord when he washed his disciples' feet. Some asked, how often do you think we should practice foot washing? Once a week, once a month, or once a year? I said, you can do it as frequently as you wish. There is no rule in the Bible about foot washing. This did not satisfy them. How often do you think we should do it? It was one of those trap questions, like, will there be dogs in heaven? No matter what answer I gave, some were going to be offended and some were going to agree. I told them the story about a group of Christians in the United States called the River Baptists. They believed in and practiced foot washing. In one small town, a debate started in the River Baptist Church over foot washing protocol. Should men wash the feet of women other than their wife and family members? The debate got very heated over this issue. They divided and split into two River Baptist churches in the same small town. In one church, the men washed the feet of men only, and women washed the feet of women only. End of story. Whoops, not yet. Some time later, a second debate broke out in both River Baptist churches over whether a man should wash and dry another person's foot, 
or whether one should just wash the person's feet and then let the person who was washed dry his or her own feet. Guess what happened? Yep. Three churches now, each called a River Baptist church, but divided into three groups, not over is Jesus risen from the dead, but whether men wash women's feet and whether one should dry their own feet. Love unites. Issues divide. So how did you resolve the question among the Haitians? Jesus clearly taught his disciples, By this will all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Differences of opinions on cultural issues divide Christians faster than flashes of lightning cut through the skies. During 2020, the COVID issue divided Christians even more than foot washing. Some people wore masks. Some refused to get vaccinated. Some stayed home from church for over two years. Families were divided. Communities were divided. Churches were divided. How are we to respond, Jim, to these issues that divide Christians? Let me suggest a scenario. Picture a convention center that has two large meeting rooms and one very large hot springs outside. In the meeting rooms are two Christian groups from two different worldviews. Let's call one conservative and the other liberal, whatever these words mean to you. Each group is discussing the question, will there be dogs in heaven? The more conservative group decides, no, there will be no dogs in heaven. They even found a verse in Revelation 22, 16, 17 that says, Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. See, scripture says, outside are the dogs, therefore there will be no dogs in heaven. But wait, the liberal group have decided there will be dogs in heaven. They read in Genesis 7, 2 and 3 that God said to Noah, Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice, and take one pair of each of the others to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. They reasoned that if God preserved a male and female of every species when he caused the earth to be flooded, he would likely permit the animals he created to live in his heaven. While most supported their denomination's position, there were some dissidents in each group. During free time, the delegates headed to the hot springs. Now, when you wear a bathing suit, it's more difficult to distinguish a conservative from a liberal. Soon, clusters of people who had similar views about dogs in heaven began gathering at opposite ends of the pool. Even though they were from different church backgrounds, issues tended to divide Christians into camps or groups or cliques. Christians who may not share the same biblical or even theological convictions can often unite on a similar cultural issue. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. This is a listener-funded ministry to help men become transformed to the image of Jesus Christ. You can check out GoTeachGlobal.com for more information on how to pray for and support Men Alive. Jim, a quick Google search says that there are more than 200 Christian denominations in the United States and more than 45,000 denominations worldwide. Why is this true and how do we respond? Christianity is a relationship whereby God, who created the universe, chose to reveal himself to those he created 
to redeem them from sin, to live with him forever. Key point, Pablo. God loved us so much, he chose to have a relationship with us. Sent his son, who said, If you love me, keep my commandments and love one another. In John 13, 35 Jesus said, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Before Jesus was crucified, his last prayer with his disciples in John 17:21 to 23 was, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them, you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. This is Christ's game plan. He wants his disciples to love one another so the world will see that his love unites them and will then believe that God sent him to earth to fulfill his plan for mankind. That's his plan, that we love one another. Easy to say, but hard to live out. How do we get men and women to agree first to love one another and then have unity on issues and beliefs that often tend to divide? In your 50-plus years of marriage to Diane and mine to my wife Rita, we both moved to various cities and had to find new gatherings of believers with whom we could worship. We sometimes had to agree to overlook cultural issues, even styles of worship, to have unity. In my mind, Pablo, I see a circle. At the center is Jesus Christ and his teachings about loving one another. Each denomination can be likened to a spoke that runs from the center out to the rim. Here's my idea. The more we become transformed to the image of Jesus Christ, the closer we are drawn to Jesus Christ at the center and the closer we are drawn to each other, regardless of denominational distinctives. Likewise, the further away I get from being like Christ, the more I begin to accentuate my theological distinctives, proclaiming why I am right and the others are wrong. Pablo, you and I have been friends for over 60 years. You are a follower of Christ. So am I. Do we go to the same church? No. Do we go to churches in the same denomination? No. Are there areas on which we disagree? Of course. On core doctrines, we agree. On some cultural issues, we might disagree. For example, your family had the freedom to worship on Saturdays when you lived in Jerusalem, but that never affected our relationship or friendship. Romans 14.5 says, One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Agreed. Unity in spirit is more important than unity in food preferences or methods of foot washing. We need to agree on the scriptures related to our salvation, our unity, and our love for one another. 
Our denominational tag, our day of worship, and whether we are vegans or meat-eaters, will not become a spiritually divisive issue. So to answer our opening question, will there be dogs in heaven? The Bible does not answer that question directly. Let me sum up what we're saying. On doctrines affecting our eternal salvation, seek unity and act justly. On non-biblical lifestyle issues, show charity and love mercy. And in all you do, let's display respect and walk humbly as brothers in Christ. There you have it, men. The big question is not, will there be dogs in heaven? But rather, will you be in heaven? That's the question. Ask God to make you a new creature in Jesus Christ, transformed into his likeness. Contact MenAliveUntoGod at gmail.com for more information or check our website, GoTeachGlobal.com. You can help us make a difference. Go to GoTeachGlobal.com today. Until next time, I'm Paul S. Brooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.